I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And it's a Happy New Year greetings, Grapple fans, and welcome along to episode 114 of the Pro Wrestling Index here on the AI Podcast channel with myself, Andy Wales, and my audio tag team partner, Mr. Guy Drinkle. How are we doing, Guy? I'm good, Andy. I'm good. It's almost been it's it's been a long time considering how often we we speak to each other. Uh, <laughs> yeah. how, are you, how are you doing? Apart from your creaky fraud. Yeah, I've, I've got a bit of a dodgy throat, so I may well start, start coughing and spluttering halfway through. But if you hear my voice weakening off, you know what, what it's about. Um, yeah, middle of the month. Are we still allowed to say yeah, Happy New Year? That's that's the first question. Nah, nah. It's almost closer to 2020. <laughs> yeah, okay, that one's binned off. <laughs> <laughs> too far yeah, we, gone now. We, we haven't done anything since uh, the end of uh, last year. God, it was, it's like being a whole year since we uh, did this show. Oh, <laughs> it's been a, just over a couple of weeks. Obviously, the last one was the whole the best of worst of of 2018. And obviously some great moments, some not so great moments. And what about 2019 already? Um, do you think uh, we are going to be talking about NXT U, uh, TakeOver UK? Or, sorry, I'll start that again. NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool is a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> we're going to be talking that. Uh, we're going to be looking ahead to uh, NXT TakeOver uh, in Philly. So uh, anything do you think that's uh, already right up there for either the best or worst of 2019? Phoenix, Andy. Not Philly. Phoenix. Philly. Phoenix. Sorry. <laughs> begins with a F. Uh, same thing. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, I didn't. Uh, obviously, the first few, uh, the first episode of, I can't remember if it was Raw SmackDown, was kind of taped, wasn't it? I haven't, I didn't really watch it, so it's probably the first week I've got. Oh no, last week I got back and I'm watching it properly, the weekly TV. But I mean, the highlight for me, obviously, I only watched it this morning, so it's probably it just there from from actually being able to remember it properly is is um. Almas v oh, Andrade v <laughs> v Rey Mysterio on on this week's SmackDown. It was it was brilliant. Uh, I think it's possibly just a shame that it did that. You could probably have built that into a WrestleMania feud if they did it properly, but it's possibly a bit oversaturated now because we've done it a couple times. Um, 
But yeah, I mean that that was a that was a highlight for me. That was, I imagine there's a highlight on on Raw for you in terms of the change of the main event for Royal Rumble, Andy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was an interesting one. And uh, there's some there's been plenty of low lights already. TV's been um, a mixture between bloody awful and some good bits, and already right in there as contenders for worst of 2019 has been the use of the NXT call-ups already, and they haven't even gotten the ring yet, most of them. Yeah, yeah, I thought you were going to go down the Miss Shane route, but I'm sure, well, I'll, I'll, I'll keep that one in the back pocket, Andy, but yeah, I mean... Uh, oh, I'll get to that, don't worry. <laughs> I mean, what I mean, the, the, the call-ups, I mean, I don't know what they were trying to do with EC3. Uh, maybe they were expecting a reaction, which they were never going to get. Um, I can't even remember the called. What are the tag team called? Oh, heavy machinery. Heavy machinery. Oh, we've got another comedy tag team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, that thing. I mean, that was a quite a big moment. I know they're obviously moving away from the women's tag team championship, but to put that weird thing in, it was. I, I didn't see the point. Nikki Cross actually had a match, but. I mean, she didn't go over or anything. She she gave the pin to Bailey, which is kind of pointless. Um, so yeah, it's just been a waste. Um, I can't remember anyone else. <laughs> I can't. That, that's how pointless it's been. I can't remember anything. Yeah, just people stuff. hanging around the back. It's yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, a strange, strange you. So they're they're gonna have to pick the game up <laughs> if they're gonna alter things. Um, one thing, one really, really sad piece of news that we will pick up on um, at the turn of the year was the, uh, the, the especially for a, you know someone of my age who's who's watched watched this for for so many years, uh, and that was the sad passing of Mean Gene Auckland. Um, uh, you know, just just a guy that was I I, I grew up with uh, seeing doing all the interviews and. Just being the perfect guy alongside all these other wrestlers. There's so many iconic moments and so many iconic wrestlers doing these, doing their interviews, doing their segments, and and Gene's there, you know, Mean Gene. Uh, it's uh, it really really sad news. Uh, what about you, Guy? I mean, your take on it? The, I thought they did a nice, they they did some nice packages on him, but of of someone of a younger generation, have you seen that much of uh, Mean Gene Auckland? Um, not really. I obviously know who he is and know the history of him. Um, and obviously all the video packages from history where they, obviously there's a lot of Hulk Hogan stuff in there. And, and Albeit Hulk Hogan's not great and all that stuff, but it, it's kind of one of the situations you could see it being suitable for him to come back on the TV, I suppose. Um, and obviously the Andre the Giant one where he puts his hand over his face. So there's obviously very iconic iconic moments that I've that I've obviously caught up on. I'm not exactly a, a wrestling historian, um, but yeah, I mean it's definitely sad. He, he he seemed like a great character and one of the iconic faces and voices of um, what was it the 70s and 80s of, of pro wrestling, or the WWE or WWF as it was then. Um, yeah, no, very very sad and one of one of the icons. I'm sure. It, iconic for you, Andy, I suppose. Yeah, even into the 90s uh, when he moved over to WCW, you know, that iconic moment of being stood in the ring with Hulk Hogan as, you know, Hulk Hogan, the lifelong babyface turning turning heel, uh, joining the NWO, people throwing stuff in the crowd. 
you know, it's just mean genes there for so many, so many of these moments. And you, and obviously being a part of your childhood, you kind of look back on a lot of those uh, moments fondly, but obviously as well, not only that, but a guy who was so, so well respected by everybody in the business. So, uh, very, very sad news on his passing. Uh, and another big piece of news coming out uh, over the past couple of weeks, uh, guy as well, is this, uh, the launch of AEW all elite wrestling. Um, as we know, being fronted by um, by the Young Bucks and by Cody Rhodes, uh, it's backed though by um, the Jacksonville Jaguars owners, uh, Tony mm. Khan, Shahid Khan. So there's money being pumped into it. The, their first show is not going to be until May, the Double or Nothing event. But a lot of um, well-known faces from the independent scene already signed up to be involved. Uh, Hangman Page. There's. Uh, uh, Christopher Daniels, uh, who's been around the circuit a hell of a long time. Uh, all there's in there too, but most notable name, of course, being that of Chris Jericho. So what do you make of this the, this launch, AEW? Do you think they can actually be a a competitor to WWE? Um, obviously, it'll take a long time to get to that standard in terms of WWE, because, well, they have. They have like half a century of business, and um, they're just such a huge thing. But I, ho- I really hope they can be a competitor, but not something similar. Um, if you get what I mean, because if they try to take the WWE on, they're not going to go down the family-friendly route. But if they go down like a a standard wrestling route, it's just not going to work. You have to connect to um, the general audience and. Unfortunately, I think that's where other indie under other independents seem to struggle. Obviously, over here in the UK, we've not had many um, competitors that actually got TV, did we? We had TNA on Challenge and Bravo for a little bit. Um, there was that one that was on Channel Five Star, and I can't even remember what it was called. So, for me, I think the success of AEW it really depends how how they get onto TV quickly. I know. This is probably going to sound a bit yadar and all that, but for me, it's, the accessibility of a TV makes a big difference. Because I mean, if I'm not going out to watch New Japan Wrestling or Ring of Honor or all all these other great independents like Progress and etc., it, it's it, AEW not going to do much much different for me. Uh, so it, for me, it has to get on has to get on tv over here for me to be interested if i'm honest and that, that'll be very different for other people i know some obviously more bigger wrestling fans than me will will look high and low for all sorts of wrestling but if it wants to be if it wants to be a big competitor like wcw and wwf back in the day i think it has to get on tv and it has to compete i'm not saying go head to head monday night straight away with raw but let's say for example over here they got on BT eventually that could probably be a big push for it because obviously that Sky has WWE over here and if they got on BT Eurosport Free Sport or anything even Channel Four or something like that it it it'd, it'd make it much more of a success for me but in terms of the names you mentioned I mean Chris Jericho is probably the biggest one because he's obviously um the biggest star he may not be the biggest na- uh, biggest star in terms of the independence but in terms of general stars he is the biggest he he will have the most following and he'll attract the most casual fans um 
and I, if if it if it gets a decent TV de- deal, which I think is one of the big big points that they've mentioned already, um, I'd I'd love to see Pack Neville Adrian Neville <laughs> back back on my screen because I mean he, I've seen little highlights of it. I I watched the launch of it, and he's gone more Geordie since he's gone back to the independents, and I love that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, Andy, and hopefully it does bring success. Yeah, that obviously the, that that was a name that I failed to mention. Yeah, Pack uh, uh, W the, his WWE name. If I get the words out, of course Neville. Uh, it was a glorious, glorious heel, brilliant. So he'll be must see. I mean, obviously the big name that everybody's waiting on is Kenny Omega. We know he's leaving New Japan. It's whether or not he goes to WWE or he goes to AEW. That one's going to be an interesting one over the coming weeks, or I would say probably mm-hmm. in the next week and a half or so. Yeah. We'll get the answers to that on next Sunday or the Sunday <laughs> after this one coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's that's a thing. it it's an it's a fresh thing. It's newer. I think competition is good for the business. It's good for WWE. It might you know help to improve them. Obviously, yeah. it's good for the business and that there's more places for people to work. And but that big one, as you mentioned, it is the TV deal. It's it's picking up them casual fans because they will have a hardcore audience and even if they're a streaming service okay that is yeah that is the you know the modern way of watching tv and stuff like that but that's probably just going to cater more to that hardcore audience and you're never really going to grow too much Mm. it's that network deal that's going to be the big one if they can get on there and they can continue to grow then hopefully in a few years they can be a viable competitor and help to help the bit you know the help that make the business better help it evolve and grow and and the big thing, like you mentioned, though, is they do have to be different, and and that was a big problem for TNA. It became uh, like a a mini version of yeah. WWE, you know, mirroring um, mirroring storylines and things like that. That's no good. You need to be something different. A reason why you should watch one and not the other, rather than a watered down and a lesser version of one. Um. So. Let, let's hope they do well. Let's hope they get the deals. Uh, and we have, you know, exciting shows to, to choose between because that, that, you know, for the future, that'll be a really good thing for SM fans. So anyway, let's let's get on to uh, to why we're here, essentially. Um, as as Brits here in the UK, it's first first things first. It's great that the UK wrestling scene is vibrant and it's growing and with this NXT UK, it's it's got more eyes on it. There's it's you know there's a bigger platform, there's bigger opportunities for people. There's the performance center opened in the UK as well. So to actually have this this section of the brand, whatever you want to call it, you know the, this this NXT UK itself happening is great. To have this pay per view, this takeover in Blackpool. You know, first things first, uh, guy. It's that itself is just it's it's a great step forward for for UK wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably add European wrestling as well. If if UK is the center, I I don't want this to turn into a Brexit thingy. <laughs> but um, if if the UK is now the center of UK of uh, European wrestling, it, it can help grow it in in this continent, and, and that's great. And obviously, the UK is the perfect starting place because there's so many stars historically and and now and obviously the thing we're going to talk about for the next half an hour or so it, it was a it was a it was a really good start to something 
um, which is still at the very beginning of the journey. And um, yeah, the fact that whether it's tri- whether it's simply a Triple H decision or or the WWE as a company have decided um, we're going to invest into the Europe into Europe and try and get a whole new market. It, it's just it's just completely clever business for me because you look. You look at the WWE for so long; it's pretty much mostly North America, Mexicans as well. There's pretty much all all um, Central North Americans, aren't there? Most of them are Canadian, American, and uh, Mexican. So to just have this new this new zone, it, it could it could improve the whole company and make it more diverse. And that that's a brilliant thing for me. I mean, just this show alone, it was such a brilliant start for me. Yeah, that that's it. I mean, it's, it... First things first, yeah, Blackpool, it's got a great history with wrestling in the UK. There was the UK tournament from from the uh, from the Empress Ballroom in Blackpool. It's a great setting. Really adds something with with that whole atmosphere with the crowd. And and again, it came out here. Great setting, fantastic crowd, absolutely fantastic crowd. And I think that really helped, really added something to the product. And this is getting put out, you know, across the world on the network live. So it's a different opportunity for people like in North America who get into watch wrestling in the afternoon rather than on the nighttime. And obviously people in Europe, rather than it being on in the middle of the night, mm. here it is early evening. You can sit and you can watch it live. So it's it's great in that. And the opening match as well, I thought absolutely perfect match to, to kick things off with. Um Mustache Mountain up against uh, Zach Gibson and James Drake. For me, a, a really, really excellent uh, tag team match to uh, to crown the first ever NXT UK Tag Team Champions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we've we've said this about um, North American uh, NXT as well. The tag team division is just it's just the gem that keeps pumping out five star matches, and the the UK a lot have just continued it. I mean, it, it was. It it just had a bit of everything. It had technical wrestling. It had um, strong style. It had high flying. It had spots. It, it just had a bit of everything, Andy. And I, I really liked this match. Uh, I'm not too familiar with Zach Gibson and James Drake. I didn't watch um, the UK event that was last year, um, so I, I haven't watched Zach Gibson. Obviously, I, I'm familiar with him being a, being a scouser and stuff, and he was uh, part of. Uh, uh, Liverpool Twitter for a little while, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, for my first taster of the, of these two, I'm not James Drake, probably not a, a, a big name to me than Zach Gibson, but I think they were they them two just brilliant, really. Obviously, very familiar with Mustache Mountain and the match itself, it was just brilliant. And although although they lost, I mean Tyler Bate, I mean we say it every time he's in he's involved in in a card, Andy. I mean, he's so good for what age he is. It's just bloody stupid, and um, I think they picked the right choice because um, it would. I think it would have been too obvious to give Mustache Mountain the uh, the titles. And I mean, the way they finished it, that um, oh, what the hell? The divide, the the the, uh, the Shankly Gates, the no, the one where he had him on his shoulders and he did a dive out the ring. Oh, oh, right, yeah, Death Machine. Was it Death Machine? Uh, I, I can't remember what it was called, but. Yeah, by God, yeah. it looks spectacular. Yeah, it, that's the first time I've ever seen that, and it was fantastic. 
absolutely fantastic. I'm sure people will work out which one I'm on about, where he's on his shoulders, and then he suicide dives outside of clothesline. Oh, my days. That was fantastic. And then he drop kicked um, Trent Seven as well. <laughs> I'd do it again. Oh, that was fantastic. And I, I, I really enjoy it. I mean, as I said, the NXT tag team division across the pond and on, on our side, it's, just, it's fantastic. And they'll, they'll never have a bad match. This division no. will never pump out a bad match. Not on a yeah, Doomsday device. That was Doomsday that was device. I, I was trying to think one. of it. Yes. Yeah. It, <laughs> it. It was. It was a fantastic match. Perfect way to kick off the event. And I agree with you. Totally the right decision as well to put the belts on the heels. Um, makes total sense now as the babyface team. They're really over. Now Mustache Mountain can chase them, and it's it, it's an interesting. You've got straight away. You've got an interesting program to take you off, and get things really started. So, makes total sense. Me, really, really good start to the show. Uh, next up, we, it was supposed to be uh, the Buzzsaw Travis Banks um, against Jordan Devlin. Um, I liked the way that they made sure that they added in that there'd been the attack, and you've got Jordan Devlin in there. As soon as they announced where he was from, it straight popped into my yeah. mind. Hang on a minute, isn't that where uh, Finn Balor's from? And then he mentioned, you know, he's the greatest wrestler Ireland's ever had. And I thought, and was like, hmm, could we possibly see? <clears throat> yeah, and then obviously the match can't happen. Out comes Finn Balor. Gr- what, what a reception from the crowd. I thought this was a really nice moment. Uh, and just a, a really good thing to do for this being the first ever takeover in the UK. Yeah, yeah, and considering the big plans they had for him <laughs> as well, it, it may have been a risk to put it, put him in a match over here. But I mean, it was it it was a great moment. I mean, they could have swerved us and put Sheamus in there, <laughs> which would have been quite funny. But um, yeah, it it was uh, it was a nice moment, and it showed. Um, where where people have started, obviously Finn Balor started his journey over here and well, more over Ireland, yeah. and, and um, his student versus teacher as well. Yeah, in this. yeah, yeah. And that that was that was that was a nice little thing to it, and you could see the chemistry between them. I I, I enjoyed it. I, the whole thing I thought was was really well done. They're definitely related. Like, look at them. <laughs> Basically, I didn't brothers. want to say that, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You could see, you could see the chemistry. I mean, obviously, it wasn't the riskiest match, as I said. The need Finn over on um, the main card and stuff, but it was good. How long was it? Was it like ten minutes, eleven minutes? So it, I thought, it, I thought it did its job in, in a quite a standard length of time. Um, it showed off Jordan Devlin quite a bit. Obviously, he seems to be quite a decent heel, bit of a prick, <laughs> which is a good thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think he was. On um, he was on the first NXT UK card that I remember. I remember watching him there, and <laughs> I think everyone um, just said, "Well, he just looks like Finn Balor." But he, I think once you see him close up together, there's a bit more. You can see the differentials in him. Uh, he, he's, I think, he seems to be more of a natural heel, and, and it, yeah, he, he could go with that. I quite like him. Uh, a couple more spots, a couple decent spots in there, um, and yeah, very good, very good. Really yeah, enjoyed thought- it. I thought I thought Finn did a really good job of putting him over as a heel yeah, to the yeah. crowd. It was perfect. Uh, what about Dave Mastiff and Eddie Dennis then in this, in this no DQ match? Because I thought it was oh it was okay, but it didn't really grab me. Um, said what it did. It did what it said on the tin, really. Um, obviously, 
I've seen Dave Master before on the uh, ITV one. What I can't remember what it's bloody called. Um, so I was kind of a bit familiar with him. You look at him and you think there's a bit of there's quite a bit of limitations there, and obviously the will with someone who's who's that size. But I thought it was a quite a good match, considering it was only ten minutes. And um, it, it just what it was. It's one of them no DQs that it's never going to be a quality match. I mean, we're not expecting Gargano v Champa here uh, in terms of that that level of no disqualification match. And um, yeah, it, I thought it was fun. Um, I, obviously, I'm not too familiar with Eddie Dennis, but I, I thought he he was quite an interesting character. And it looks like they're going to build Dave Mastiff into uh, probably a main eventer if they keep already banging on about an undefeated streak. So. I thought it was decent. It's not. It's not going to win any awards, but I thought it 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 helped build both characters to probably a wider audience. Mm. What about Tony Storm uh, winning the NXT UK Women's Championship from Rhea Ripley? Then, because I'll be honest, I was a little disappointed with this match. It didn't quite live up to what I'd hoped it would be. Um. Yeah. Considering the match we just saw her put on. Uh, evolution. Or, uh, I'm sure many people have watched her in other matches since then, but for the main, for a casual like me, that's the last match I've seen her in. Um, and she she made such an impact in in a shorter space of time. Then, and obviously this is her time to shine. And it was, it was just a bit standard for me, Andy. It felt obviously it was quite special. The the um, the atmosphere and the crowd was great and stuff, and obviously very f- uh, favorable to Tony Storm, but. It just felt a bit ordinary, and I'm not I'm not too familiar with Rhea Ripley, or whatever. But there just didn't seem to have that um, chemistry that we saw with Ao Shirai at Evolution. Um, hopefully, if they do it again, which I assume they will, um, I hope that I hope they've got another level to go up. Yeah, I, I quite like the the Rhea Ripley character. I thought I thought that came off quite well. I thought. Of- they mm. told the story okay, but yeah, it just didn't. I don't know. It just didn't quite connect with me as a match. I, I, I'd be like yourself. I felt it was a little bit ordinary, to be honest. Which is it is slightly disappointing considering what we've seen before from Tony Storm. Um, the main event. <clears throat> I've got to say, guy. I I think Pete Dunne is fantastic, uh, and I think he has a huge, huge future ahead of him. Um, but this match, just for me, felt like it went on for about two hours. It went, it just felt way, way too long. And there was a couple of really big botches in there um, with with Joe Coffey. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm a bit harsh, but it kind of felt like there was there was two very different levels here between these two guys in the ring. Um, I think you're being a tad harsh, but I do agree there's levels between them because I think, as we've seen from Pete Dunne in the last couple of years, a few years, he's he's one of the best workers in the company. And um, I think, obviously, Joe Coffey's a weird choice because obviously there's a few big British names. You could go for one of the Mustache Mountain lads, back to Zach Gibson, etc. But... Um, I thought Joe Coffey was a tag team bloke from the first NXT UK I watched, but then I figure out he's in the main event. I thought it was... I, I definitely agree with you. It was def, It was 10 minutes too long. As you said, a couple botches. That thing where they fell off the turnbuckle. I, after the what? first bot, Yeah, after the first botch, you didn't need to go do the spot again. It was fine. You could have recovered then. But you just kind of made it obvious that you screwed up straight away, and it was like, yeah, that looked a bit stupid. And... um. Yeah, I mean, it, the match kind of 
it had it had good spell, had really good spells, but towards the end, it kind of just turned into Joe Coffee trying to hit him with as many of the same move as possible. It was a bit weird, just a bit weird. I liked the match, but it kind of it didn't grab me like an NXT main event normally would. If you get what I mean, I'm not going to sit here slating John Coffee, Joe Coffee, sorry. Um, no, no, it's not to slate yeah. him. No, I yeah, tell yeah, you what. Yeah. What was clear, evident in the build-up package, is that he's a good talker. He's mm. got a good character. I think it's just the in-ring stuff. Yeah. Obviously, he needs some work. And sometimes the chemistry. I mean, we've seen it between AJ Styles and Kevin Owens. You know, two of the best in the world. You know, two mm. of the best out there. Sometimes that chemistry just doesn't seem to gel. It doesn't seem to work yeah. between two guys. And and I yeah. don't think that that really hit off here. And and for me, the finish just felt like a bit of an anticlimax. I don't know. Uh, maybe that the botch move that they went for twice was supposed to be the finish, and this is what they came up with on the fly. But yeah, it was it it was a, a kind of a little bit of a shame that it, that it went on so long and kind of dragged out because it took for me it took a tiny bit of a shine off what was a really good event. Yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't go that far. Um, I don't think it took the shine off. Obviously, it's kind of helped by the proper ending with Walter coming out. I'm not familiar with him, but more assures me that he's been one of the best workers uh, of the of the of last year. Um, and um, that, yeah, that's sorry, I, sorry, that's a fair point actually. That yeah, just you know, it feels like you're about to go off air. Then that happens. Mm. That that was very very smart. I'm sure a few people actually did turn off because <laughs> it did look like nothing else was going to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, the match itself, it was a bit, I thought, I think confused is probably the word to use for it, I'd say. But if if that's what they're, if they're building towards a super match with Walter, um, and then I don't think anyone would have expected um, Pete Dunne's title reign to be in jeopardy in this match, which I think that kind of takes the shine off it. And I, I, I already knew a few of the outcomes for the matches. That's why it may have took the shine off, especially for me. Um, but yeah, I think this was always going to be a feud that was kind of um, time filler. Obviously, it's unfortunate that this is the first NXT UK, and that's a bit unfortunate timing, I suppose. But if it helps build towards the the huge match with Walter, that that's just going to do do great wonders for it. And I imagine the next NXT UK will be WrestleMania time. I don't have a bloody clue, but um, if they if they can build Pete Dunne and, and Walter into the first mega feud of of this brand, it, great stuff. This has done its job, then. Yeah, it'd certainly be interesting. On the whole, like I say, I thought it was a good event. I did enjoy it. Um, just, I suppose, just a couple of the matches they're not quite delivering as much as I'd hoped for. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's obviously we've got to naturally compare to the uh, NXT, NXT, and it is certainly what I don't think the whole card was up to that level. Obviously, as I mentioned, the tag team was. The rest of it, it just seemed like, okay, this is our start. This is the starting point. Whereas NXT is obviously a good few years down the line and now it's mastered it. Whereas this, you can see there's not a lot of depth in the roster. No. You, prob- you can probably see that mostly from the main event. Um, but as a, as a start to a brand, I thought it was a good first pay-per- pay-per-view event. 
yeah. the hell we call it nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. As a start, it was a really good start, <clears throat> and it would be unfair to compare it to, you know, the main NXT shows because then takeovers are just supreme. Yeah. But um, I again go back to it, the crowd. Um, that was mm. the biggest takeaway from me from this. The crowd was so fantastic. Uh, and that'll be such a good selling point, I think, around the world. There'll be other crowds seeing that, wanting to live up to that, you know, almost like a competition between crowds. Can we be as hot as that NXT UK? And that's something I think I kind of look forward to. To the, you know, Another thing for, for the NXT TakeOver is in Phoenix, can this can this crowd live up to, to that? And I, I I kind of feel that they'll see that as a challenge because it's, they tend to be more the hardcore fans. They'll have watched that. They'll see that as a challenge. We can be as hot as that crowd singing, you know, like, like a football crowd singing songs. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> that That's something that I take from that as well, that I, I think is going to add an extra fun factor to this upcoming show. So uh, there's a segue for you. There is a segue for you, Guy. So NXT TakeOver, Phoenix, not Philly, Phoenix. <laughs> <clears throat> I nearly said Philly again for some reason. It's just a f- 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 Um First one, Ricochet, Johnny Gargano. Now, obviously, sorry, before we get into this, this is, as we record, this is the card as it currently stands. Only four matches on it. Um, we're we're recording here on the Wednesday, so it may well be that another car, another uh, match gets added to the card. Um, that's a possibility. But as we stand anyway, Ricochet Johnny Gargano for the North American Championship guy. Um, not a great deal of build to this, but I've got to say I don't care because mm. I just cannot wait to watch this match to see these two in the ring with each other. I just think it's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, this is going to be match of the year. There you go. It's analysis for you, Andy. This is definitely going to be one of the matches of 2019. It can't not be. We've seen Johnny Gargano. If he's 2018, it was just all him. He was every every match he did on a takeover was match of the year contender. And now he's got Ricochet, who is one of the most unique and one of the most exciting superstars. I mean, I think the your imagination just runs wild with with this match. It's going to be mental. It's going to be brilliant. I imagine Ricochet is going to win because I'm, I think Johnny Gargano is just the bloke who puts on elite matches now. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this match so much. Uh, you know what? He keeps getting this. Obviously, he's kind of had this heel turn, but it's not like. It's it's he's kind of like jumped back and forth between full heel and not quite full heel and um in this I don't know in this sort of tweener type role almost um but some of the crowd are still chanting for him and he kind of responds to that but then you get starting to get these chants of Johnny Loser and mm. and I wonder whether they are going to put a title belt on him now, you know, because of this perception, obviously he's lost so many of these big matches, even though they've been incredible matches. Like you say, it's just a a ridiculous collection of, of incredible matches that he's had that. I wonder if they do pull the trigger here, they're going to, they're going to switch the title over because I don't think it really harms Ricochet. And it just, for me could set up a feud over the next few months. And then they could culminate in that at um, the takeover 
of uh, Mania weekend. Yeah, that's the only problem is you don't really see how you can top this for a WrestleMania weekend. For me, this is the perfect. This is one of the perfect matches. Um, that. It does make sense to kind of build this feud over a few months. I mean, what are we, four months away from WrestleMania? Um, so, yeah, it's just... it's just, it, it it does kind of make sense. And as you say, Johnny Gargano has not gone full dark side yet. Um, so, you, you can kind of build this into something. Obviously, that the longer ricochets in a, in a brilliant match with... Um, with someone, it's all the better. I mean, obviously, you can also make it into a triple threat. You can, I don't know, bring Adam Cole back into it or something like that and make it even more mental. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really, that's a good shout. I'll stick with Ricochet, but I can. It's a good shout, Johnny Gargano winning just to expand the extend the feud. Yeah, I, I, like you mentioned, I mean, Adam Cole. There's another one who's not on this card as we, as uh, as things stand. So. There's names not on it yet, and it'd be interesting to see if anyone does get added, where they go with it and whatnot. But speaking of Undisputed Era, uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong defending the tag team titles against the War Raiders. Um, I've got to be honest here, Guy. I can't see anything else but a title change, and I think this is the titles changing, and then we get what is the, the normal thing for NXT, whereby you uh, you know the the passion of the torch someone wins the title mm-hmm. and then you keep that feud going and then you put them over again you know that's solidifying on your way out you you take it again so i think this for me is the start of undisputed era making the move up to the the main roster um wrestle, just after wrestlemania yeah, I agree. They're going to ruin the undisputed era in the next couple of months. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I fully agree with what you said there. I think the War Raiders. I think they would have won it earlier if there was obviously plans to bring undisputed era up. But um, post WrestleMania seems to be the time to do it, unless you want to cram in five in horrendous vignettes um, and then whack them all in at the same time. But undisputed era are better than that. Um, so yeah, hopefully they're. If they do the draft as usual after WrestleMania, that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Wall Raiders, it, it's time for a change. They're obviously very different from every other tag team um, that we've really seen. You can probably compare them to AOP, but they're a bit more athletic than that. But um, yeah, Undisputed Era have... Uh, I don't think they've been champion for a year, but obviously they've been in the title picture for probably a year to 18 months now. Um and that's probably one of the longer t- tag team title runs. Or relevancy, probably best way, way of saying it. But yeah, I think it's definitely time to pass the torch. And then Undisputed Era can come up and um, get destroyed. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. <laughs> it's Rosie. Yeah. It's Rosie, this podcast, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so looking forward to um, to a, a scene backstage where we've got uh, Kyle O'Reilly doing the air guitar with um, one of New Day's pancakes. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> yeah, you, you know they're going to come up with some crap for them, but uh, it just makes sense for me that, that this will be part of them on their way out, you know, putting people over on the way out. Yeah. And bring all four of them up together makes perfect sense for me. That way it's more impactful. They can land the night after WrestleMania and destroy somebody on a main roster. If, if they've got the sense about them, you know, whether it's destroy your tag team and then destroy a US champ or intercontinental champ, however they do it for me, it's, it, it's there. It's just where it's begging to be written, but um, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. What about the women's championship then? Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair. I mean, I, I've seen bits of Bianca Belair and, and I've predicted big things for her. I think she's got, She's got real charisma about her. She's got, she's just got, a, a, I don't know. She's got this sort of gold dust about her. I think not the character. I mean, she's, I don't know. There's, <laughs> there's something special about her. She has got this, this little X factor that's that some people have, uh, just in the way she handles herself, the way she talks, her character, everything, and the ring work is getting better and better. I do think she's a star for the future. I'm just not sure that they're going to make the change yet because I, I'm I'm not certain what they're going to do with Shayna Baszler at this point. Yeah, that's that's the question here. Is are they ready to put Shayna Baszler on the main roster, um, or are they trying to? Because I think it's still fair to say the women's division's still a bit in flux compared to the the, the, um, the heavyweight and North American divisions. Lim- uh, there's uh, pretty much limitless matches you can do there whereas the women division I mean outside of after this you could probably only think of um, Ayosha I- Rai um, that have been built properly, I don't watch NXT weekly I won't lie but that's the only name I can think of unless they go back to Kyrie Sane but um, yeah I think I think Shayna Baz is probably in a similar spot to the Undisputed Era, I think she's ready to get called up um, so I think it might it might get expanded extended to the WrestleMania week, and then she loses, and then rides off into the sunset, kind of thing. I'd probably say Shayna Baszler will win. I'd probably say this will be the low light of the match. I'm not too familiar with Bianca Belair, but again, I, I, 
Shayna Baszler, it's, it's yet to click with me, and I still think she's better suited to the main roster than NXT. Yeah, I mean, Bianca Belair's big thing is that she keeps going around saying she's undefeated. Uh, and this, you know, the way she says it, I, I do wonder if they'll find a way around, you know, so that she wins a match, you know, by DQ or count oh. out or something like that. And that's how they can keep her tag, but obviously keep the belt on Shayna. And maybe like you say, you, you could be, you talk and take over at WrestleMania. That's where they do the switch. And Shayna, rather than come, you know, continue on and lay down again for, you know, crowning champion on the way out, is that's it. She loses the belt and then she's gone. She turns up at Raw or something a couple of nights later. I do wonder something like that. But yeah, it's <clears throat> in terms of match quality, I don't have massive hopes for this. I'm not sure quite how it'll go, but um, hey, you know, sometimes when we don't, our, we don't set our expectations too high, uh, they pleasantly surprise us. So uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, main event though, Guy is one I think we can safely have uh, high expectations of. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa defending against Alistair Black. Um, certainly looking forward to this one. I, I think this should be an absolute belter and right up there uh, as a contender with Ricochet and Johnny Gargano for match of the night. Yeah, Alistair Black and, uh, and Tommaso Ciampa. I mean, Tommaso Ciampa is probably my favourite character. It, it, definitely in NXT, if not the whole company. He's just brilliant. Um, Alistair Black, one of the best workers and his character's following along. Now, obviously, there was loads of intrigue at the start, but now from the bits and the little bits I see, he seems to get a real connection with the audience. Now he gets better on promos. Uh, and he's just a fucking badass. And norm- Normally, with talent that isn't naturally American, that obviously gets stuck with shitty gimmicks and putting put in promos that they're not comfortable with. But he seems to have rised above being Dutch. Um Obviously, he worked in England a long time, if I'm not chatting shit there. But um, he, he seems to have got a real connection there. And for me, Andy, I could see Alistair Black getting in the Royal Rumble. Mm, that would be interesting. And I, I do kind of... <clears throat> I do kind of worry, like like we do with all NXT call-ups. Yeah. You do worry quite what they'll do with him. Um, uh, and, and I'm not sure if him just appearing in the rumble is the best thing for him, I think maybe like a longer build up rather than just appear. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough one. The some it'll work. Some it doesn't. I, I don't know. It's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? You want to see them on that bigger audience in that, you know, the wider audience and do really well and show the talent that they've got and put on these great matches again. But on the flip side, the writing at times is so bad. Uh, you just look at Raw and, well, mostly Raw, sometimes SmackDown and just segments are, are just atrocious. So you do kind of worry. That's the thing, Andy. It's, uh, you, you, you're just fearful of what the main roster does to all these NXT characters, aren't you? Because, I mean, they're all doing perfect jobs, but as soon as it goes to the main roster, some people are lucky and it take. well, I mean, you can be Elias and just go from horrendous to brilliant within a few months. But, I mean, you look, it's took Almas about a year to get over, to get, to get recognition and put in decent situations. And then Finn Balor, who's took a few years to get back to a decent spot. Uh, obviously, injury didn't help with that one. But um, it, it just depends 
it depends and all this new new era stuff on the main roster. Hopefully it keeps up but as you said, some of Raw and SmackDown's abysmal, whereas some of it's brilliant. Um so hopefully there's more brilliant and more than um, terrible. But um the terrible does certainly stick in the memory more than the good at the minute. Um Yeah, I was just gonna say when you think of this whole thing with um Naomi and Mandy Rose oh. and Jimmy Uso, it just Awful, awful. I hate these kind of angles. Yeah. I really detest them. The, the, what they're doing with heavy machinery just makes them a joke. From the very beginning, that's it. People's perception of them is now they're just a joke. Mm-hmm. People will never take them seriously. Um, and then, as well, yeah, The Miz and Shane McMahon. That's just the worst. Just dreadful. You know, a coast-to-coast where he... <laughs> He was broken. He, he actually booted. He actually booted him in the chest, which he's not really meant to do. And then, yeah, he looked. He looked like he broke his back. The way he got back up afterwards, it's just the, the storylines though are just so ridiculous that it, this is not what I want to watch on a on a weekly basis. It it doesn't it doesn't capture my imagination. Um, I don't know about yourself, guy. Thing is, SmackDown last or last night I watched it today. Um, you had one of the best TV matches I can recall in a long, long while, and then it was followed up by that birthday bullshit and that match. Yeah. It was like, oh my god, why is that finishing SmackDown after that match? Yeah. Why? Why are you punishing me? You could have finished. You could have made Almas an absolute stack. I'm, I'm calling him Almas, not calling him Andrade. Yeah, you're not allowed to call him no, he's, he's called Andrade Cien Almas anymore. I'm, he's just Andrade. N- no, because that's stupid. <clears throat> yeah, and is it Zelina Vega? Is it Zelina or is it just Vega? It's probably fucking Dave by the end of the month. <laughs> <laughs> it works in England. If you can't pronounce a football's name, you call fucking Dave. Um, but yeah, it's just it. Uh, you just got to be one of the lucky ones who gets gets a chance straight away and hopefully build on it but not everyone gets those chances as as we've seen just by the recent call-ups that have been made to look fucking stupid already the only one who's kind of escaped it's nicky cross but um the rest of them just they've pretty much been buried already i mean ec3 no no real damage is done but there's nothing there um but as you say heavy machinery they they're they're already fucked they were probably yeah. fucked. They were fucked from the beginning. Let's be honest. But um, yeah, they were never yeah. particularly good. But <clears throat> that's it. The crowd will never ever take them seriously. They're just another B team now. You know, and Ascension, the same. You know, there, there's so many tag teams that are just laughing stocks. You know, the the new day do comedy, but get away with that to a degree with the audience. But if you think the Ascension. And then yeah, you wonder why we've police. got. Sh- then you wonder why we've got <laughs> Shane McMahon and the fucking Miz in a tag yeah, team championship match. Say you got Ascension, Fashion Police, uh, B Team. Now you'll also have uh, Heavy Machinery in there as well. Uh, and oh, and, and Rhino and and what's his face Heath Slater. Heath Slater. Yeah, they, that's five teams that, that are just jokes. They're, they're comedy teams, you know, and it's. It, a little bit of comedy is great. It works. It's a nice little mix-up because it is entertainment, but not constant, too mm. much of it, hitting us over the head with it. And and it really, for me, need to have that separation as well between Raw and SmackDown. I know we're kind of going off on a bit of a tangent here, but if one's going to be a bit more cartoony, the other one needs to be a bit more badass. 
and I think with the type of talent that you've got on SmackDown, that's the show that you could make more of the badass. And Raw, yeah, you could understand it with some of the people on there that, you know, bit of the cartoony bits of the comedy in there. Yeah, and the fact they've got the extra hour as well, because you don't want you don't want to have a situation where you've got Drew McIntyre being a comedy character ever again. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a tough balance, especially with the TV um, Fox deal. Mm. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see how the rosters change after WrestleMania with with the TV deal. Yeah. So and and that's the thing it's you look at these we look at these shows because. You know, this is meant to be the end game for virtually everybody on NXT. You know, this is what they're coming into. And and where will they sit? Most of them would probably sit more comfortably on the SmackDown side of it, but you can't just do that with everyone. So they really do need to get that TV sorted and make sure they've got a proper plan for everyone. Um, just on that, then, the last bit on this uh, NXT TakeOver guy, um, you mentioned Alistair Black. You think he could be in the, the Royal Rumble? Um, we... Do you expect anyone to get called up from this show, or is there anyone else you'd expect to appear in either of the the rumbles? Um, mm, if Shayna Baszler loses, I could see it, but I don't see her losing, so I'll say no to her. Adam Cole obviously was in last year, so I could see him going back, and obviously doesn't have a doesn't have a scheduled match. Um, so Adam Cole's probably a safe shout. Um, as I said, um, Alistair Black. If if I think he'll, I think um, Ch- Champer will keep his uh, title again. Outside of the Alistair Black, Shayna Baszler, um, Adam Cole's probably the safest bet. But outside of that, um, I mean, what a pop um, Velveteen would get. Well, that, that was going to be my suggestion. The the only one that I. Obviously, Adam Cole, yeah, you could see that one. The other one would be, for me, is a Velveteen Dream. That's that's He's not on this card, and he's been off TV a little bit lately. He's the one who I think is the most likely to appear on uh, at the Rumble, and I think would get a really good pop as well. If he came out second, I think that would be huge. You get some chick character in first, whoever, and then you just get that. It's the Velveteen Dream. I think that would be huge, if I'm honest. I think that would be great. I, I I think that's a good show, actually. And, and I do think that's a real possibility. I really do. Do you think it would be more a permanent um, thing? Or do you think it would just be one-off and then back up, yeah. re-evaluate? Actually, I, I, think, I think it could be. I think it could be. But it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? He is so young. And he does still have some learning to do, but it could be yeah, similar to seeing uh, Almas last year. Sorry, Andrade last year and um, Adam Cole, where whereby you know they they dropped in, casual audience get to see them. Obviously, a lot of hardcore audience there, so they get the big pop. They know that there's something about them. So and then they bring them in at a later time. So uh, yeah, that 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 does make sense. That does make sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Oh God, I'm, I'm, I really want Velveteen Dreamer to come out like second. Now it'll be great. If, Ke- if win the if rumble, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that'd be brilliant. Obviously, um, 
this isn't the Royal Rumble preview, but a quite a lot of it will depend on the Kenny Omega situation. But I imagine most people expect him to go AEW, but time will tell. So I think quite a lot of this NXT stuff will will depend on Kenny Omega, I suppose. Yeah, I think that that's a, that again. That's another one, isn't it? Yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and see as as to what happens. Uh, and as you mentioned, yeah, we will be doing a full um, Royal Rumble preview. That that's going to be next week's show. We'll look ahead to the Royal Rumble. Um, <clears throat> a little bit of a sort of a reflection on last year's as to what happened. Maybe gives a little bit of an idea. And and we're going to throw in a, a little tiny bit of nostalgia as well. Uh, whereby we'll have a quick look back at the Royal Rumble matches of 10, 20 and 30 years ago and see what happened and uh, just see how different the business is now compared to then. Lovely stuff. But that's it, Guy. That's it for us for this show. First of 2019. First of many, I hope, Andy. Yeah, first of first of many. Uh, uh, hopefully not, uh, not the first of, of many having that type of that quality of, of tv on it though hopefully the tv gets better i mean well it, it, as long as there's a good match every time i'm all right with that but just don't give me miz and shane mcmahon in a match that, that'll no. do me. that'll be fine no. <clears throat> no i'm wearing out the fast forward button on uh on my remote <laughs> watching your own yeah. smackdown yeah <laughs> yeah the fast forward button seems to uh seems to be wearing away quicker than all the others so there you go <clears throat> but yeah anyway that like we said that's it for this week guys uh that's uh that's our nxt uk takeover look back and uh, a review i should say even and our nxt takeover phoenix i've got that right guy haven't i <laughs> oh i thought it was philly <laughs> <laughs> don't start me off yeah there's there's our preview for nxt takeover phoenix and if it, there is anything added to the card We'll uh, drop that in there next week. But like we say, next week's show is all going to be about uh, the Royal Rumble. A uh, little bit of nostalgia in there as well. So uh, don't forget, send us your picks. Who do you think is going to win the Royal Rumble, the men's and the women's events, of course, to uh, on to our Twitter account, which is at PW underscore index. But for now, from myself and Guy, it's it's a Big, big thanks to each and every one of you for, for tuning in and listening. But until next week, from us both here on the Pro Wrestling NX, it's bye-bye now. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.